along with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to the second hour of Ghost Chronicles Radio, Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper of the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, the unbelievable, the mystical, the magical, the macabre, New England's own Van Helsink. And with me is not my co-host, and no, 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 she is out there doing something. I think she's watching the cheerleaders practice or something. I have no clue. Anyways, I have the next best thing. My favorite West Coast switch, Marla Brooks. Hello. Mm-hmm. You're not the blonde, but you. Yeah, what? you're not blonde, but you'll do. I could be blonde if you'd like. Could you really? Yeah. You do easy, that for me. Easy Aww. enough. Wave my wand, and poof, there it is. Yeah, poof, there it is. That's <laughs> a song. <isn't> it? <laughs> and speaking about poof, there. No, don't go that way, Ron. <laughs> <laughs> Also joining on this extravaganza is one of my favorite, I don't know what he is, (laughs) (laughs) spiritualist guys, (laughs) paranormal investigator, ah, Tim Shaw, here he is. (laughs) Hi, hi, Ron. What What do you call yourself? I just make sure I call myself not late for dinner. That's what there I call myself, oh, Ron. My that's, that's, that's as old as I am. Probably older, actually. <laughs> no, seriously, what do you call yourself? Because I was just went to call, and it's like, I really don't know what he calls himself. I, You know, it's funny. I don't even know what really to call myself. Well, don't you know? tell him what I call you. That's yeah, well, terrible. We're, <laughs> we're in polite company now, Marla, because I, I, can't, I can't let anybody know that. But it's funny because uh, one of the one of the uh, production uh, companies asked me, well, what do you want to be billed as? Reverend, uh, paranormal investigator, psychic medium, uh, this or that. I said, why don't you just call me Tim Shaw and I'd be happy. <laughs> that's that's what it is. I don't know. Because I, 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 I have so many interests, you know, so I don't like to be pigeonholed in just one. Yeah, but you used to go by the name Reverend, right? Reverend Tim Shaw? I did that for a long time, yeah. yeah. The, reason, the reason I stopped is because uh, a lot of people got turned off by it, believe it or not. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, you know, the minute that they heard Reverend, it was like, you know, the old Judeo-Christian training came in and kicked right in, and they, they thought I was something that I that I wasn't. And uh, I noticed that uh, I was, it, it, the, the, the title actually alienated people. So I only use it like if I'm doing a, a service or, you know, officiating something or other are you a spiritualist? Yes, I am. I'm a spiritualist. I'm, are you a member of the Spiritualist Church? I am. Uh, well, I was a member of the National Spiritual Association of Churches, and then I uh, branched off into uh, uh, several other uh, different types of spiritualist church. And now I'm sort of right round robin back to uh, the uh, the national again. Okay. And, uh, you know, I mean, uh, 
there's so many different types of spiritualist churches out there. There's Christian spiritualist churches. There's New Age, Newer Age Christian church, uh, spiritualist mm. churches. There's uh, astrological spiritualist churches that I've attended. So, I mean, there's 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 quite a few out there. I like the, uh, I've always liked the National because of the fact that it was uh, something more to what I was brought up in. You know, and the uh, when I used to, we used to visit all the relatives down in the Spiritualist Assembly, uh, the Lilydale Spiritualist Assembly. Did you really? That's cool. Yeah, in Western New York. I mean, that was uh, uh, the National at the time was the biggest church down there, and then they had a couple smaller offshoots. And uh, I like, I still like the church because of the fact that it has uh, uh, deep roots. It also uh, has a, a dogma that I I like, but to believe it or not. Now, I'm not a guy that likes a lot of rituals or anything of that nature. Quiet, Marla. And, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I like the, uh, uh, to me, it's, uh, it's like an older style. And they actually sing like, you know, a lot of the older uh, hymns that mm-hmm. I remember growing up with. So I feel very, very comfortable with uh, uh, that uh, particular church. So I'll be I'll be rejoining. I've been I've been attending one uh, for about I'd say about two years, give or take, a, you know, give or take a, a plague year there in between. Mm-hmm. Now, I know that like uh, my good friend Stephen Scott from uh, Scotland belongs to the, the Nationals and they actually certify their their mediums. Right. Is, does the the American one do that as well? Yeah. Yeah, they do. You have to go through. Uh, training through the uh, uh, through the Morris Pratt Institute of Continuing right. Spiritualist Education. Then you have to take uh, written tests and then oral tests and, and that sort of thing in order to uh, uh, receive your certification. So you're a medium then? Well, I'm not a medium under their auspices. I am okay, a, so you didn't pass the test. I I never took the test. I just, oh, there you go. So you, I said you didn't pass it. I wasn't lying. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I Got, I didn't say you fucked it. I just said you didn't pass it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just decided that uh, it was it was a matter of uh, at the time it was mm-hmm. a matter of jumping through too many hoops, and I had more uh, I had more irons in the fire than just serving a church as or a church organization. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mean, I decided that I would branch off, and uh, the different instructors that I've had weren't really conducive to. Uh, what the national was teaching at the time, so I decided to really branch out and, you know, see what else was out there. Doesn't mean that I won't go back and, you know, doesn't doesn't mean I won't go back and get get certified. I was asked to be uh, uh, become a registered medium down in Lilydale. You have to be, in order to work in the in the the enclave, you have to be registered. You have to be tested and that whole thing. So I've been asked a couple times to if I wanted to take the test, but I was you know I had a day job, so it was like. I didn't really want to go and, you know, uh, open up, you know, hang a shingle or, or anything like that. But now that I'm retired, I don't know. I don't know. It's uh, who knows what tomorrow will bring. So, do you have connections in uh, Lilydale? I have a few. Yeah. <laughs> I'll I'll say I have a few. Yeah, I have. Uh, my family uh, was there for years and years and years. I mean, spiritualism goes back into my into my family to the 1880s. Right. So um, down in the Dale, uh, I'm trying to remember how long. I think I think they came in. I think the relatives came into Lilydale and started living there in the 
mid fifties, I believe. And they had a house and, uh, you know, they practiced there and, you know, uh-huh. for, for years and years and years and years, probably right up through the nineties. Wow. Yeah. That's one thing I've, one place I've never gone and it's on my list to do, and it's not that far away from me. And I would love to go and, and especially somebody who, you know, if, if we could have a hitch up, we, you could, you know, give me a guided tour of the place, you know, what's going on and, and explain it to it. It'd be awesome. It's not a big place. And that, that's why oh, I, I understand that totally. Yeah. yeah it's not, I think that's the charm of it though. I'll be honest with you. Mm. Uh, I, I, I always uh, see during the season, they have all sorts of things going on. They have right. uh, uh, three uh, open galleries a day. They have a meditation in the morning. They have a church service in the afternoon uh, they have classes in the evenings. They have so much stuff that you know, you can really fill your day with. But I like to go in the off season. Mm-hmm. I get a chance to visit my friends and I'm able to walk around there and it's so quiet and peaceful and it's got a different vibe to it. And uh, my favorite uh, uh, location to just hang out and one of the one of the first places I ever did large group readings was at what they call the uh, Inspiration Stump. Stop. I was just going to say that. It must be psychic. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> or you did your homework. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, I, I heard about that stuff. That was one of the questions I was going to ask you about. And it's like, oh, wow, that's cool. I love uh, that. Did, I love yeah. that. That's, a, that's the best places to. It's got did, the best energy to work. Do they have like a museum there, too? They've got a, a small museum. As a matter of fact, my uh, my relative's home is right behind the museum. So, oh, I mean, wow. when I. When I was growing up, that was actually just a a community center, and it's an old schoolhouse. Mm-hmm. And now it's got uh, it's got some really neat stuff in there. Ron uh, Nagy is the uh, curator of the museum, and uh, they have so much. Whether or not it's real or not, all I know <laughs> is so, because again, I mean, as a spiritualist, I I question a lot of things, especially mm-hmm. you know as a paranormal investigator, I def- I definitely <laughs> question a lot of stuff, but. From a pure historic uh, uh, value of of what's in there, uh, the uh, slate writings are, are really something to see. Uh, to be able to see the uh, uh, precipitated paintings by Campbell brothers and you know the Bang sisters that are down there, it's it's did quite amazing. Take his trunk from the uh, the uh, yeah. The I, I don't know. I, you know that's another thing that I kind of I question because uh, they move when they moved the cottage from Hydesville mm-hmm. and they placed. Lily Dale, uh, I have photos of uh, the the medium who used to run the you know really kind of run the uh, the cottage and they did seances and stuff in there. And when it burned, they were able to pull a few things out of it. But I don't know historically if that was something that a a peddler would actually be carrying. Okay, because it looks more like a a nineteen like a nineteen twenties mechanics box. That's what it looks like to me. So I question it, but from a, a, like a historic aspect, uh-huh. I, I say that's a very very important thing because it was in the cottage, you know, when it burned. So it was part of that cottage. Hmm. Is uh is Mala still here? Or did she uh fall asleep? No, I'm 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 no, I'm biting my tongue here and there. But why are um, you biting? We we want you to contribute. <laughs> are you Tim intimidated by? Um, are you intimidated by Tim? Is that what you're telling oh, me? Oh no, no, no. I think. Oh, no, she's is... never. Nope. That's not. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> Maybe it goes the other way around once in a while, 
But what I was going to say, Tim, is, um, you know, you, you've met a lot of interesting people at Lilydale, and and um, I think there's that one particular person that you should kind of talk about who you met, who you didn't have a clue who it was when you were talking to him. The late Ray Buckland. Is, oh, he, kidding me. He, what a wonderful person he is, or wow. he was. And he was his books. Well, he still is. But it, it was funny because now I had all his books, you know, and, you know, I had gone through my, my, uh, you know, let's examine the witchcraft and the, you know, the Scott Cunningham books and, and, uh, the gardener work. And so I'm sitting on the porch of the Maplewood Inn, which is this hotel, Victorian hotel, and it's got a wraparound porch and it's got these rocking chairs on it. So a little gentleman just kind of ambles up and, little spry guy sits next to me and we, we started talking and, uh, he had a British accent and he had this thick shock of white hair. I mean, it wasn't great. It was white. He had this white pointed beard and we started talking. I forget even how we started talking, but he was telling me when, about his childhood in England during the blitz and how, a uh, you know, and how a bomb blew up the house across the street from him. And it was fascinating, just fascinating. So he goes, oh, I got a class. So I'm just thinking he's going to take a class someplace. And he gets up and he goes, oh, I'll see you around sometime. And he takes off and some guy, this guy walks up next to me and he goes, do you know who the heck that was? And I said, no, I never asked him his name. He goes, that's Ray Buckland. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, you know, Ray and I, uh, got to be friends and, uh, uh, I learned so much from Ray Buckland and, and it was funny because when he was in Lilydale, he taught in like a spirit, more of a spiritualist, uh, angle rather than uh, a wick, a Wiccan or a craft angle. Uh-huh. And he, I learned, like I say, he was just unbelievable. He was one of those guys that I'll always remember when I interviewed him on the old show years ago, I, as a sign of respect to him, because I did respect him a lot. I said, Ray, I'm going to give you the questions. I'll tell you the questions before we go on the air. And wow. he goes, oh, okay, that's fine, whatever. And he answered all 12 questions in his first breath. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had him on his show years ago, too. He was a fascinating. Like I said, I got all his books, too. I mean, he's a, he's a fixture in the, the community. So, uh, yeah. yeah, that's, that's well, awesome. Be, as a matter of fact, not to do a plug, but I'll be at the uh, Buckland Museum of Witchcraft and uh, uh, Magic in Cleveland, Ohio, in uh, – uh, right around Memorial Day, I believe it was June 1st or 2nd. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're doing a, uh, they're, they're doing a combo art, uh, art exhibit where a woman does like these funny uh, ghost pictures in color, mm-hmm. and, you know, they're mounted up and the temperate, I'm going to be displaying my, uh, my uh, 1920s and 30s advertising and, and photos of, of gypsies and, and, you know, that sort of thing, just to kind of oh. eat and balance it out. So that's going to be great. And I, I got to tell you, Ray would be so happy at this museum because his stuff is in there and you have some Al- Alistair Crowley pieces that are in there. And oh. uh, every chance I get, you know, for me, Cleveland is three hours away. And every chance I get, I always go down there just to, just to see Ray's stuff. It just, you know, because you walk in there and you can feel Ray in that building. Wow. And the curator, um, Stephen, what's his name? Um, Stephen Intermill. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, he's really, really good. I had him on my show, and well, actually, we had him on the Reverend Witch show, I think. Yeah. Um, and he's really, really knowledgeable about the stuff, and there's just so many neat things in there. I mean, I wish, you know, sometimes being on the West Coast is kind of a pain in the butt. Yeah, I'll have to get him on our show then, just, 
And oh, you should. To our guest. Yes. Yeah. You should. Yeah. He's great. He really is. He knows his stuff. And, uh, uh, I mean, when you walk into the place, the first thing you see is a ceremonial robe of rays. You know, one of oh, his wow. folks, you go, oh, my God. Okay, game on. And he's mm-hmm. got you know, some of the, uh, and you know how I collect Ouija boards. He's got, uh, uh, like, three of Ray's original round Ouija boards that he created himself. And uh, there's just so much that just screams Ray Buckland. So, yeah, it, you really, if you get a chance, get him on because he's, he's a great guest. Yeah, I'll definitely work on that then. Uh, one thing I did want to mention is, is you know, and, and Mahler certainly knows, is that I've been studying the red light sands for over eight years now, uh, every month that we, we meet uh, in a circle and uh, study some of the phenomena. And I remember that you guys, you guys, the witch <laughs> and the reverend, used to do a Halloween one, if I remember yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Poor oh. Marla. I don't think Marla. I don't think Marla. Uh, I think. I think she just had to throw out her underwear after that first one that we did together. Yeah, you so know. Talk, talk, explain it a little bit more on it. Unfortunately, I never ever got to her, which you know, I'm, I really apologize for that. But Mar- Marla, you can do a more eloquent job of explaining it than I can because, well, well yeah. I mean, all right. So Tim and I got this idea. I think it was Tim's idea. Maybe it was my idea and I twisted his arm. It's always your idea. She's a woman, right? (laughs) It's always their ideas. Never twisted his arm. But anyway, um, I didn't know what I was getting into when I did that. I mean, I said, you know, it's Halloween. It's going to be fun. Let's let's do a seance, you know. And, you know, people, because Tim jokes around a lot about a lot of things and, you know, he's so jovial and everything. But when he is doing something in the craft or, you know, mediumship or whatever, he's dead serious. I mean, he really? just goes all the way. Ooh. So he's telling me, you know, we're doing this, how to how to make it work. And, you know, so we're going to talk about seance before the thing comes on because, you know, Reverend Witch was two hours and we, then we were going to do some prayers before we started. And we were going to tell the um, people listening in the chat room that, you know, they could participate and, and, you know, whatever. But he said to me, yeah, all of a sudden I realized he's going into trance and I'm just there. <laughs> and, and I didn't know what to expect. And oops. I said, well, <laughs> that was an oops, Ron. Oops. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he did it on purpose. He always does that. <clears throat> a lot of stories about that, but I'm not going there right now. Um, so, you know, I said, well, you know, so I just talk to who you ever bring through because, you know, when you're in trance, you don't really know what you're doing or who you're bringing right. in you or whatever. Trance, yeah. 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 So he says, yeah. And I said, he said, but, but I think he gave me a, a safe word in case he got in trouble. <laughs> like, and, tap! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and hey, and he just you hey, know, Mama didn't raise no fool on that on that stuff. <laughs> believe me, believe me, I learned that the hard way years ago. So he said, you know, if I get in trouble, if this is, you know, if I bring through somebody that's, you know, not so good, and you're feeling uncomfortable or what, you know, get me back. And I went, oh great, now it's on me. All right, fine, <laughs> but I'm still not worried that anything like that's going to happen. So. You know, a couple of people he brought through. We, I mean, we did the prayer. We did the whole thing. And he went into the trance. And there were a couple of people that came through that seemed to be 
you know, normal well, people. Give me, no. give me, give me, you know, give me a, a feel of what's what's going on. So trim, trim, yeah, trim, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> it's easy for you to say. Yeah. So Tim's there. He's going in the trance, and 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 what happens? I mean, he, I, well, without in, inviting anybody through, somebody yeah. came through. So, so and, how do you know there's someone there now? Well, because I had to ask. And the first couple ones, it was, you know, okay, somebody was just flying through. But then Tim got really quiet. And all of a sudden, this booming voice comes through and starts yelling at, at people. Anybody <laughs> who was listening, he was yelling at them. He, he wasn't real happy with people. And I'm like, oh my God! I he 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 brought the devil in. This is, <laughs> I'm sorry. Thing. I'm sorry. Did I laugh? I didn't mean to. Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, I I really did. I thought who he brought a demon. You know, there this guy. This isn't a human spirit. This is a demon. And so I'm trying to be really polite to this guy <laughs> because. I, you know, I thought he was going to jump through the, my, the computer screen and, and you know, whatever. <laughs> <Kill me. laughs> yeah. And so, you know, I'm, and, and I'm saying, well, well, what is your name? You know, and, and who are you? And, you know, um, I, anything to, to make him stop yelling. But he kept on yelling that, that the human race is doing stupid things. You know, we're not doing what we're supposed to be doing. And. Uh, it, it just got out of hand on my end, and I, I just got very timid, but I couldn't, you know, we're on the air, it's live, I couldn't be stupid, and I'm thinking in the back of my head, damn you, Tim, damn you, what are you, <laughs> you know, and, and so finally we got kind of done with it, and um, Tim, I, I, I think... The first, I, I think was, this was the first sense, Tim, right? When all of a sudden um, something hit you in the head and your calendar fell down. And that's yeah, that was it got, was getting pretty intense. I, I yeah. it was one of those ones where I wasn't like, you know, and sometimes in trance, you can kind of tell what, you know, where you are and you know what's mm -hmm. going on around you. But I was going deep and back, deep and back, you know. So all of a sudden, uh, this calendar I had uh, over my over my uh, uh you know, my broadcast uh, uh, equipment just flew off and hit me in the head and brought me out. I mean, it was just like, I did not expect that. It was like, ah! <laughs> you know, I, and, I, 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 I couldn't even catch my breath when the thing hit me. And the same time I had a candle burning because, you know, we had everybody in the audience burn a candle and mm -hmm. they, and in the chat room, they were saying that things were happening in their houses too, which was kind of interesting because that was one of the things that we were trying to see that we're doing a seance. Are are the listeners affected in some way? Yeah. And some people said they, you know, were hearing things and all that. It was really kind of cool. People saw like shadow people in their houses and cool. yeah. yeah, it got a, yeah, it was getting a little, I would say got a little intense. A little yeah, intense. Yeah. When he, about the same time that the calendar smacked him in the head, my candle, the flame rose up. I swear about two feet, just <laughs> like that. And then, you know, and and then there's Tim trying to shake it off, and I'm like so happy that 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 guy is gone. You know, I mean, I'm so happy. And and, <laughs> and so, but you yeah. did good. You didn't use the safe word. No, the no, calendar. No. I, I I I still blame her for like using some kind of witchy witchy spell to 
send that calendar at me. I'm... No, no, no. You gave me too much credit. Um, <laughs> I mean, I would if I could, but I, I can't. It was, it, what's his name again? Oh, I forget. Oh, God. Cassius, yes, because I was asking him, you know, this is Cassius, and, and I'm trying to say, well, you know, where where do you come from? And I'm hoping to say, well, I was born in Cincinnati or something like that. Mm-hmm. But but Cassius went way back into Roman times or something like that. Yeah, I, mean, I can't he, remember. One of these days, I'll have to dig that. I have to dig out the tapes from it. No, that's right. It's already recorded too. That's right. Yeah, it's, yeah it's I've someplace. got one or two of them. I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it was you know it was an experience I think for both Tim and I because again. It went not just between he and I, but people that were listening in the chat room. Yeah, that's the first, you know, if you think about it, it's probably one of the first, like, you know, uh, seances that was done with people in different locations. That, you know, if you think about it now, like this year, now I know like this year they had uh, a Zoom meetings mm-hmm. and, and that sort of thing where they, you know, they did like Zoom seances Right. Uh, and that, you know, when we did it, I mean, we were just, we were just kind of like, well, how can we do this? And how can we, how can we bring something to the audience so that, uh-huh. you know, the listeners that they will go and they would be interested in it and yeah. how can, you know, how can you do it? And I said, well, you know, if nothing happens, you know, let's be prepared. So we had like all this extra, we had all this extra <laughs> stuff all prepared just in case nothing happened. And didn't need it. No. Yep. No. Anyways, not at all. We- we are coming up to the break, and uh, one thing I did want to say is that, you know, you know, I, I never believed in the mediums when I first started this stuff. They were all charlatans and everything, and then when I ran into Maureen and started working with her, and she's a, a trance medium. When she trances, she's a deep trance. Uh, in fact, when we wrote our book, I, I actually had to do all the parts that she did the transplant channeling on, because she certainly didn't remember. But, it, you know, unless you experience it for the first time, uh, it, it's, it's really... A hard thing to understand you know it, oh, it's something yeah and and as i go along i knew you know like a lot of times i would try to pull her out too early because you know she was still getting information and everything so it's you know because i was afraid for her so but anyways we do have to take a break you're listening to ghost chronicles next generation with my favorite west coast switch Marla Brooks and the Reverend Tim Shaw right here on Tojanet and Pararex Radio brought to you by Circles of Wisdom, 386 Merrick Street in Methuen, Massachusetts and the Gallant Messier Family Log Group, 15 High Street, North Andover, Massachusetts and our very, very good friends of Patreon. We'll be right back after the following messages. Do you have a paranormal event, book, or something else you want people to know about? Then why not advertise it on Ghost Chronicles Radio? With over 150,000 downloads a month, get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject. We have a plan at a cost that fits your needs. For more information, contact Ron Kolick at anyghostproject at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678. Hello. Hello, can you hear me? My name is Harry Price. I am speaking to you via the medium of the Ghost Box. Many of you will know I carried out the first live radio broadcast from Haunted House way back in 1936 for the BBC. Now, thanks to the wonders of modern technology, 
I am still able to keep abreast of 21st century ghost hunting by listening to Ghost Chronicles International on Togginet, Parax Radio, The Ghost Channel, and even on something called a podcast. Two splendid chaps host it. One is an American who calls himself New England's own Van Helsing, although I have discovered his real name is Ron Kolek. The other is Stephen Parsons, and he's a paranormal scientist. Well, mustache, I'm required elsewhere on something called a K2. But don't forget, I'll be listening in every Tuesday from 8 o'clock in Great Britain and 3 o'clock on the American Eastern Seaboard. I trust you will join me there. Let it breathe. That is the theme of Van Helsing, of course. I am Ron Kolick, your host, and usually Ann brings us back, and I, I meant to tell Mala too, but that's all right. My bad. And welcome to the second half of Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Mala Brooks, Ron Kolick, and our special guest, Reverend Tim Shaw. We're talking seances and spiritualism. So, just before the break, we were talking a little bit about the big seance that... Uh, Mahler and Tim used to do together and some of the amazing things that had happened during it. Uh, so, Tim, you're still with us, right? I'm still here, baby. Yeah, I couldn't hear you breathing, so I, I didn't know <laughs> if you kicked the bucket or what. But uh, anyways, you have something that I am very, very much jealous of, and that is a spirit trumpet. And how, how did you get a hold of that? I've got actually several. Oh, and, oh just uh, shoot me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Rod. Well, I got one that's my own. That's uh, uh, mm-hmm. it's it's what they call a professional trumpet. It's it's four individual sections, right? Uh, because they're collapsible, as you know, yes. and it, it's made out of aluminum and it has a phosphorus band on it. And that's a more modern one. That was probably made in the '90s or no, I probably had it in the '90s. So probably made like in the '80s or '70s. Mm-hmm. But I do have one from the 1940s. Awesome. that uh, I picked up and the people really didn't know what it was. And you can tell by the way, the bottom, it looks like the bottom of the, uh, of the horn shape itself uh, looks like it was just dipped in phosphorus paint. And that's what they call a student medium, which is only three or a, a student uh, a trumpet, which is only three, uh, you know, tiers high. Mm-hmm. And then I have a, I have a small, uh, it's a child's horn actually is what it is. It's a metal horn. And those are used as also as trumpets uh, when they couldn't, you know, when somebody didn't have a trumpet, you know, so they they would use that. So, yeah, I do have a couple. I I got my eye on another one. I don't want to tell you, Ron, but I got my eye on another one probably from the 30s. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting for, uh, I feel like a vulture at a funeral, but uh, I'm just waiting for it uh, for the estate, for the estate to, uh, uh, decide what to do with the with you know this person's belongings and mm-hmm. you know I mean I I you know they know who I am and you know I asked you know because that would be something that would be a great remembrance of that person who yeah, passed on right. you know and they know it would come it in, may even know. be a connection too it, yeah it could be I mean and also they know that I would never sell it it would you know it would be with me until 
you know, my last breath. So mm-hmm. that, you know, that, that I think that's really important. I know with like the relics that I have in my collections and stuff, it's really important, uh, who I leave this stuff to. Cause I, I don't want it. I don't care if it's broken up, but I just want the individual pieces to go to people that would appreciate it. Yeah. It makes sense. Now, have you ever had any luck with the spirit trumpet? Wait a minute, minute. before before we go into it, why don't you explain exactly what a a spirit trumpet is and what you do with it? A a spirit trumpet basically is an amplifier. It's a a cylinder, and it looks like a great big, uh, uh, you guys remember the, you know, the the old comical uh, earphones, you know, that Grandpa grandpa used to use because he couldn't hear nothing, and you put it up to your ear, but these aren't like curved, these are straight, and they were used primarily as amplification for spirit voice or for direct spirit voice. And, uh, a lot of times, uh, now when I was growing up, they used to lay them flat on the table. And if, uh, you know, you would hear out of the small funnel end, the very, very small end, you, you could actually hear voices coming out of that. Also a ports would appear in them, uh, the one instructor that I had actually had a piece of quartz come through and we were using mine one night and it was on its side. And all of a sudden I heard this scraping in the inside, like a whirring, like a whoosh, 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 like something was inside scraping. And I hear plop and I go, Oh my God, something a ported in. I was all excited. Of course there was nothing there, but, but it was the idea that you could audibly, and everybody that was in the group could audibly hear the scraping inside the, mm-hmm. inside the trumpet itself. And also I've had like, I, I have had the voices come through it. Mm-hmm. Uh, now a friend of mine down in, I believe in Erie, Pennsylvania, Reverend Jane, she's a, uh, she's a trumpet medium and she's actually had two trumpets levitate at the same time. Yeah. So she has to have le- levitation in it, right? Yeah. And they mm-hmm. do they'll levitate. I mean, the big problem is, is you have to be real careful. Like, and you know yourself using a red light seance, you've got to have some kind of light source in there. So you don't, you don't have somebody faking it, you know, because right. you don't have somebody with their hands picking it up. Yeah. yeah. There's magic devices that you can use to, to make these things appear to levitate and, mm-hmm. and you know, that sort of thing. So you've got to be really careful with it. And, uh, I'll tell you what, I mean, I've seen, we started using, trumpets and it's funny because everybody like laughs when i tell them but we used uh light cardboard that we rolled up into a cylinder and we stapled mm-hmm. together and that's how we learned using trumpets uh because uh it's like baby steps it's like when you do when you teach students how to do table tipping that's a good point you don't put them on a table that's like all oak heavy oak you put them on a on a cardboard table or a card table because it's lighter and you know it builds up confidence when it starts moving and uh, the one group that I was in, when we first learned how to do it in the church basement, uh, I mean, it was amazing. And then we tried it up in the uh, up in the worship area, and there was a heavy wooden table, probably about three feet wide and about six feet long. And we were sitting there, and it was on a rug, so it couldn't slide. Somebody couldn't really push it. And that thing was coming up off. I was sitting there, and it was like past my chest, almost to my chin. Mm-hmm. It was coming up at least a foot, foot and a half. It was bucking back and forth and rocking. And that was, that was truly amazing to see. You know, it's, it's funny you mention that because, uh, you, you know, I've had this paranormal study group that we've met all the time. And 
uh, I've had heard of table tipping at one time. So I uh, invited this woman to uh, come in and demonstrate it, uh, Teresa Lolly. And uh, she came in and we demonstrated. So that was that. And uh, that was my first experience uh, with it, which was interesting because the, the table actually flipped over and everything else, but whatever. So then uh, we did an investigation on Rose Island Lighthouse and uh, we were there and uh, Jeremy, who was a historian, was with me and the director of the place. And we said, oh, let's try table tip. This is something new I learned. And we did it in uh, one of the rooms downstairs. Now, it was just a little candle table. And, I, you know, I, I don't have a big faith in it because I know you can manipulate a little right. table really easy. So uh, we did it there and, and we had some experiments. It was like, yeah, whatever. And then around two o'clock at night, I said, uh, we decided that, you know, let's go upstairs and try it upstairs. Now, I was staying at the keeper's. Uh, cottage with my wife and there was seven of us around this huge oak table it was about four inches thick it was round and it was a double pedestal so it wasn't no leg table it was right a pedestal right that's table. you have to have something you got to have something that's stable because like Absolutely. a single pedestal you can tip that so easily. Right. That's why I always tell people, let's start off with a card table because you got to put some you got to put some weight on a card table for it to start popping. And luckily, you know, because we were there doing paranormal investigating, we set up one of the cameras right on the table. And I've got the film of this table rocking and rolling for about 45 minutes. It started off really slow, but right. then it built up. And these were all people who had never done table tipping before. Absolutely not. And uh, this table, and, and, you know, we were like, wow, can't believe it. We're, you know, talking everything. And it finally said, okay, can you make it just jump up and one more? And that's exactly what it did. It jumped off the ground, came <laughs> down, and it just died. It yep. just did. And that's and when it's amazing stopped, thing. Yeah. You know, the, the best one we ever did was we were in the church basement. And I was, I'm a, I'm a doubting Thomas on a lot of things because the dogma that we're taught, is it real or is it like somebody made it up and put it in a, you know, you know, you know something to teach? Mm-hmm. So we don't know. So we were at the time we really were really novices at table tipping and and a lot of the the spiritualist dogma. So I said, how do we know that this peddler's name was you know Charles whatever Rosna you know, and it's like, well, we don't know. Well, how do you know? Well, I said, let's try you know let's try the tables. Mm-hmm. So we went down in the basement where of the church and we were on the table and we got the table to move. And then we we said, well, for a yes, give us a double tap and the leg would go up twice. Mm-hmm. So through that, we said, uh, could you, is, is Charles the correct name of the peddler who was supposedly uh, killed in the Fox family cottage in Hydesville, New York. And it tapped twice. So it's yes. And then we said the middle initial and it tapped once. Oh, hmm. so we said, okay, uh, what is the initial? And we did the alphabet play, you know, the oh, alphabet game. A, <laughs> B, C, D, you know, it takes a while. And yeah. we got a different middle initial than what we were being taught, which I can't remember offhand right now. Right. And I said, what about Rosna? Is that right? And it hit once for no. I went, really? Can you spell it out? And we did that. And it's instead of the N in Rosna, it was an M in Rosma. So we huh. everybody took note of it. And about two weeks later, one of the girls uh, had bought a new book and was reading about old-time spiritualism called American Spiritualism by Emma Bridge Harding. 
And guess what was in the book? How the exact middle initial that was different from what we were studying, we were told, and Razma for the last name. Wow. And that is, that's right up there with like uh, the Philip experiment in the 70s, where uh, the table corrected a thought form biography that the people had made up. Mm-hmm. And that to me is, is really amazing because no longer are we uh, working with just mindless energy or maybe, uh, you know, intensive wishful thinking. Mm-hmm. We're now kind of commuting with something, commuting with something that's intelligent and is correcting our mistakes. And is providing you with information you are unaware of. Exactly, exactly. So that to me really, that gave me a lot more, uh, uh, you know, a lot more faith in uh, perhaps that uh, it, it would be time for me to, to move on and start studying other forms of spiritualism or religions or, you know, something, you know, that, that include prophecy and, and healing and that sort of thing so that I could go and be more well-rounded in my, you know, in my studies, in my own research and in my own beliefs. So, so Mahler, have you uh, ever done table tipping? No. Um, what? And, and, what? and I, well, I've never had the opportunity. I swear. Um, Ron, Ron, let me just tell you something. Marla's tipped a couple things, but they're never tables. They usually, <laughs> <laughs> they usually have some kind of liquid in them, but, you know, uh-huh. that's, that's just between oh, I, you. I thought you, you were Ron. talking about cows, Tim. <laughs> I've been near a cow in L.A., so I can't be I, I need to change the subject one real quick because we have a question from the Para-X chat. Oh, yeah, please do. We were waiting for your lovely voice to interact. And, oh, and and we got a <laughs> never mind. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, we got a comment in the chat room about Marler, because your accent. Um, <laughs> that's cute. You know, we we have a, a never mind. Go on. <laughs> right. um, okay, so we were talking about the seance, and obviously this is Cece is listening in, and she um, pretty much knew that I was over my head in that first seance. So she wrote a question. She says, "Has Tim ever felt over?" in over his head during a seance no never not right right from the the first one i've ever done no i've never but but again i mean i have a philosophy of you know it's my way or the highway because i'm the mouthpiece of spirit so if you don't play ball with me you're not getting through so i i mean i'm not afraid to shut down a excuse me i'm not afraid to shut down a uh, you know a seance in the middle and if i'm if i'm like in heavy trance, I usually have a second. I usually have somebody that's with me again, you know, safe word or whatever. And they're instructed that if something is coming through that's disrupt or disruptive, that's obscene or whatever, we stop it immediately. Mm-hmm. They get one warning and then that's it. And I, so I've never, I've never had a problem with that. Never. It's never gotten crazy. It's never gotten out of hand. Uh, I, I uh, seconded at a, pretty big seance in a church in Niagara Falls years ago. And this guy claimed to know what he was doing and he's leading the seance. He's going on and on and on. All of a sudden I got a woman that's jumping up and she's like, she's like a shaker. I mean, she is just like vibrating. She can't even sit. She's just, you know, just jumping around. I had another woman having a, an emotional outburst. You know, she, she's weeping uncontrollably. I have somebody else speaking in tongues and this guy didn't know what to do. And I, I, just had to stop and just like, okay, 
let's you know and and talk every one of these people down i was at a seance in um michigan again just as as a, uh, someone who was there and this woman jumps up and she says jeffrey dahmer's inside of me <laughs> and it's like you know you got to go you got to know what to do you can't you know you right. got to you know be able to talk these people Never down you know and get them to you know get this out of them break the you know break that bond that they may have so yeah i mean i've never been out of control and i've never had a problem with it i've i've been at places where people have unfortunately yeah. but most of them are not you know they're they're chippers they're not real you know they haven't done it you know you know a lot in their lives and uh they you know somewhere along the line they fear what's going on because that's that's the big thing you know the minute you have any kind of fear uh especially if you're leading a seance i mean there you go that's the opening for something negative to come through or you know lower vibrations or something and if you're not in total control and you don't believe you're in total control it can get kelly cattywampus on you yeah, okay, absolutely. the chat room just exactly summed it up. They said, you don't tug on Superman's cape, and you don't mess around with Tim. Oh, isn't that sweet? <laughs> Boy, it's getting deep. <laughs> <laughs> See, they miss you. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. We're still doing the Revan Witch here and there. They they, yeah. they get a little bit out of him every yeah, so that's... often. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the... Uh... Yeah, it's it's interesting. As I mentioned, we we've been doing these for over eight years now, religiously, and uh, we do have particular spirits that come in at certain times. And, we, and you know, every and and as you know, uh, Mala, uh, you you have some that are, aren't particularly nice. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, they're not particularly demons, but they're not nice yeah. people. Yeah. yeah. And and I don't know if. Tim, if you you've had this experience, but you can tell if this table movement, how certain spirits have their own signature coming in. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. It's 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 just like, you know, it, it it's almost like as, as a paranormal investigator, you know yourself. You're you walk into a room, you're doing you know an EVP session. You play back, you know exactly who you got, you know, especially if it's a repeat, you know, a repeat lo- you know location visit. And it's the same thing with this. You, you can tell, uh, you can tell if it's a, you know, if, if it's a guide or whoever who is out there trying to, you know, to help you, but on the, on the, you know, on the flip side, you can get, you know, something a little bit lower. That's uh, a little nastier. I mean, I don't know how many times, uh, I mean, I get Zozo coming through my, my, my Ouija board, like all the time. I mean, Zozo all the time. It's like, you know what? Don't give me this. I, you're not Zozo, you know, don't give me this. You're just some low thing. And they're like, you know, you know, oh no, you know, and people are all freaking out. Zozo's in the room, you know, (laughs) it's like, come on people. No, 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 no. So, you know, so I'll hit it with a little Latin or something and nothing happens. I said, so much for Zozo because that Latin would have really got it upset at us. The crap out of him, right? Yeah. So Uh, it's like, no. So uh, while you mentioned Ouija boards, before I forget, which I usually will, um, on the 28th, we're doing a special show on people's uh, Ouija boards experiences. If you've had experiences on the Ouija board uh, and you you can connect on the show either three ways. You can call in. We'll give her a special number and and we'll we'll set up a time for you to come in on it and tell tell your story. You can send me a email at 
nighthawksnetwork.com. Nope, nighostproject at comcast.net. That's N E, the letter N E, ghostproject at comcast.net. And, uh, you know, we'll give you credit if you want credit for the, the story. And uh, you can also message me on Facebook as well and uh, tell me your story there as well. So we'd love to hear people's stories about the Ouija board. And so there you go. Thanks for reminding me, Steve. I would have forgotten. I mean, Steve, what's your name? Tim, <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah, that's it. God. Okay, I'm going to jump in one more second um, yeah. because there's another thing from the yes, please chat. Um, Kat wants to know, Tim, if uh, you really did think that the woman had Dahmer inside of her. Yeah. No. No, I think what it was was like a parasitical spirit that was just there to, to you know, scare the heck out of her and like absorb that, that fear, that energy of, of fear or, or, or you know, uh, uh, apprehension or whatever. Uh, the problem is, is that, you know, they, if everything, thoughts are things and everything is vibrational in nature, I mean, they can, they can kind of pick up on your weakness or what you might mm -hmm. be afraid of. So, you know, that just came into it. No, I don't, for no reason at all, no reason Dahmer was there that night. Mm -hmm. Absolutely not. Although I did, I, I, I did, I did uh, uh, see a couple of these ladies actually get up and get out of the room real quick because yeah. <laughs> I don't think they wanted to be dinner. But on the other hand, uh, uh, no, it, it wasn't her at all. And I think that's the biggest problem because spirits lie. So you have to really kind of, you know, you've got to be a little more on the ball. You have to kind of, you know, test them out because I don't know how many times Lincoln comes through to the spiritualists, you know, <laughs> over yeah. the I mean, years. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, you, they be, a lot of them will be who you want them to be or who you yep. fear, fear they'll be. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, you know, I remember uh, one time uh, we were on investigation and uh, it was late at night. We were just hanging around. So they took out the Ouija board and they were doing some stupid thing, whatever. And then they, they, the Ouija board asked for me to get on it. And I said, I know what this is all going to be about. So we get on the Ouija board and the Ouija board told me I was going to die. And, uh, and I was going to die that night. So, but, as you can see, it didn't work, but uh, no. <laughs> it's it's the no matter how hard they try. But I'll have to tell you, we were sleeping upstairs and then like three, well, it was about four o'clock in the morning. I heard some noises downstairs. I was a little reluctant to go down and check it out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ron, what? Ron, let me tell you, discretion is the better part of valor. I yeah. can't tell you. I can't tell you how many times I've been in locations by myself doing mm -hmm. solos and that sort of thing for TV. And I'm walking through there and I'm like, Oh dear God, something jumps out. I am dead. My heart's going to die. I'm going, heart's going to stop. I'm just going to be laying on the ground. That's going to be the end of me. I'm telling you right now, we were at Wildwood cemetery or Wildwood seminary seminary, Wildwood sanitarium in Salamanca, New York. And we're, there was four of us and we're not little guys. I mean, all four of us were, you know, some big guys. And we're all, you know, getting ready to do our solos and getting there, you know, and everything is all set up. And all of a sudden, this bat comes flying out of, you know, out of like the kitchen. And you've never seen four guys hit the floor so fast in your life, grabbing their chest and rolling, going, oh, dear God, I thought I was going to die at any minute. And, oh, and I won't lie to you because I don't like, I don't like stuff jumping out at me, you know. So, uh, yeah, I'm not the bravest when I'm by myself. Although in this, my house, I'm always walking around in the dark through all my collections and stuff. That doesn't bother me. But in some place I'm not sure of, no, I'm not doing it. 
It's, it's it's an interesting thing that we do, and uh, you know, can we prove it scientifically? You think that'll ever happen, Tim? I don't know. I'm 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 content with the leaving it in the realm of belief. Yeah. Uh, at least for now. At least for now, because right now there's so many different uh, reasons why we may be picking up, you know, uh, uh, voices on a recorder, and so many different reasons why we may be hearing things. You know, a friend of mine is a shortwave guy. Loves shortwave, so he we sat down. We he was explaining to me how things work. Uh, you know how like for K twos, we were up at the Hinsdale house. There's no electricity at the place. It's on the top of a little hill, and all of a sudden, I, I think it was either eight or ten K two meters pinned all at the same all at the same moment. Everybody sells are off. The whole you know we're doing we did everything right, and then I find out how uh, uh, you know. All these, all these different frequencies and vibrations and all that can jump from one cell phone tower to another, and it can cover hundreds of miles. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't think that we're quite ready for it yet. I don't believe that, at least in our lifetimes, that it'll ever be proven. Uh, there's just too many variables, so I just leave it all in the realm of belief, and I'm, I'm perfectly happy to leave it there. Right, and and that seems what it, it seems to be, anyways. What people believe, what they hear, is what they're looking for. I mean, people do EVPs all night long, and they'll get two that they can actually hear and and connect somehow to what they were doing or saying or the place. And then there's proof. They give it as proof. It, it it's just not that. It's you know, it's just it really isn't. And and when you think about it, all these radio waves that we we. Uh, send out from so many stations and so many, well, more than just stations, uh, you know, cell phones and, yeah, and everything yeah. else. And they're bouncing all over the place. And, uh, you know, it, it just doesn't go away all uh, quickly. It, they bounce around until they eventually, you know, uh, and it, we got to go right. use the bell. So, all right. So uh, we got to wrap it up. That was the doorbell pizza from the dead is here. And uh, you've been, we've been uh, speaking with uh, my favorite uh, spiritualist, I'm going to say it, uh, Tim Shaw. And uh, Ooh, now you're going to give him a big head. Why? I don't, I, I don't know I'm many spiritualists. I'm his favorite, Marlon. Just remember that. Yeah. Just yeah. Like well, Marlon's my favorite West Coast witch. Yeah. Huh? Mm. Yeah. I have lots of favorites. Yeah, he does. Truly. Mm -hmm. Whoever I'm speaking to is my favorite. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Tim, thank you so much for joining us today. How can people uh, get in touch with you? You guys can uh, uh, write me at blackcatlounge1 at yahoo.com. You can check out my website at timothytshaw.com. And Tuesday night, 7 o'clock, I resurrected the Black Cat Lounge as a video cast. And uh, we do some interviews. Every Tuesday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and I just put it on my Facebook, and sometimes you can catch it up on YouTube or whatever. So you can always get me in one of those, and Facebook is the devil, but it's my favorite devil, so you can also write to me there. Excellent. Yeah. I love Facebook as well. So anyway, most people don't. So, Tim, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been Thank you, Ron. And if you ever want to get rid of one of those spirit horns, I, I know a guy that might be interested. Marla, thank you for uh, co-hosting with me today. And Thank uh, you for asking me. You're the best. And I'm going to wrap it up. Right? 
So you're, you've been listening to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Marla Brooks and our special guest, Tim Shaw, right here on Tojinet and Pararex Radio, brought to you by Circus of Wisdom, 386 Merrimack Street, Methuen, Massachusetts, and the Gallant Messia Family Law Group, 15 High Street, North Andover, Massachusetts, and our very, very good friends on Ghost Chronicles Radio and Patreon. So till next time, good night, God bless, and stay safe. And we are out. Goalies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us good luck.